It's not the first time I've cried so far. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no one's ever cried your hung in my life. <laughs> Apart from a judge. There's normally like one. <laughs> Hi guys, uh, welcome to, uh, I think this will be episode four of the PewHub podcast. I think we've pretty much decided we're going to go with PewHub podcast, haven't we, Mike? Uh, Best someone's got a better idea. Yeah. So, as always, you're here with me, Rob, and of course, the font of wisdom, light of my life, Mike, say hi. Hi. And today we are joined by a special guest, a friend of the uh, uh, a friend of the podcast, and a friend of PewHub in general, really. Uh, Brad Scott, former UFC fighter and a current airsoft player. Say hello. How you doing, guys? Glad to be on the channel. Well, podcast. Sorry, didn't mean to be a bit of a retard there, but we're on it like a car on it. Let's see how we get on today, boys. Yes. Okay, so the um, so the discussion for today, we thought, um, obviously, like carrying on from our airsoft series, like getting started in airsoft and stuff like that. Uh, we're moving on to unsportsmanlike conduct and overkill. So, Mike, you want to stimulate the conversation? Yeah, I, I kind of want to start with continuing. The last three episodes have been very much centered around start getting new people into airsoft, building our hobby. And this is one of those things that overkill and basically acting like a dick will only drive people away. If you turn up to your first game and you're being mag dumped every five seconds, um, if you're being shot on your way back to a spawn and you're doing everything right, you're probably not going to come back. And if you've got that guy shooting in your general direction, not hitting you, screaming and shouting at you for not taking a hit, are you going to come back into that situation? You know, put yourself pay to put yourself into that situation um you know I, i've run cqb sites and uh, you get a real problem with people being extremely jumpy and you know just shooting dead players um i mean on the flip side i think if you are out of the game for any reason you have a responsibility to let people know we know we know that when you're dead you have a hand in the air and you scream dead players you're moving around if you're in cqb it's more important that you announce yourself so on the flip side, if you look like a live player, you're going to be treated like a live player. So it is something that needs to be looked at. I think the airsoft community as a whole needs needs to needs a, needs a hardened resolution to it, which I think is there in putting your hand in the air, shouting dead player, and possibly dead rags. What do you think, Brad? Dead rags? What's that? Um, you get it in a lot of Milson games, and they use it a lot in America. So it's a, basically a red piece of material you have in your pocket and when you're dead, you're dead yeah you put it on it's a visual signal to everyone you put it on because your head. If, i can understand if you're carrying a heavy support weapon you may not want to do that one-handed you may want two hands on it so you put a dead rag on um some some i've seen some american milsims where the, the dead rag is a barrel sock and you actually put it on the end of your muzzle and then everyone sees the end of your weapon's got a red rag on and it means you're not in the game so i, I look at this two ways right I've been the prick that does the mag dumping, and I've been the prick that gets shot by someone mag dumping. Um, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's bad. People that have just started the sport are scared. Most of them, if you actually look at it, they're going there to be a German rush. They're scared of being hit in the first place. I might yourself, you know, people that go there for the first time, some people say hit before they even hit because they're so worried about the next BB yeah. hitting them. So if you scare away these players before they even have a chance to start playing, they ain't going to come back. 
Yeah. That means you're taking away, say, five players each week. Five players when you've only got 25, 20 players in the first place. As you know, I'm trying to mass 25%. You are 25%. That's a lot of players. That could change games. Those extra five players could change games. And they will leave if you don't... Just fucking hell, don't be a cunt. Do you know what I mean? I've been playing Airsoft nearly 20 years. And it was about 18 months, two years ago, I was at a game. I'm not going to name the site. But one of the marshals was playing. And um, we were an under-18 event. So it was aimed at under-18s. Um, but they let adults go along. And I was in a dark room. And the guy walked forward, um, pre-firing around the corner. And I shouted hit and he kept pulling the trigger because he was in that mindset. And I must have taken eight or nine shots into my forearm at point blank range. I mean less than two metres. And I had blood pouring down my arm um, because he was using heavyweight BB. And this was a marshal. And I left the site. I packed my kit and left. Um, Because I... We hear people say, well, you know, uh, airsoft, there is pain in airsoft and you know, you have to put up with it. Yeah, and that's right. You know, but you're you're a UFC, you you you're a cage fighter. You do MMA, which is about you have to expect to get hurt when you go into a ring, don't you? But there are still rules. There are still, but there are still rules. And the thing is, of airsoft, we need those same rules. And you do, you, you know, you. I've uh, when we went to Liverpool to see you fight, chatting to some of the fighters there, they were telling us about how the knockout bonus was brought in. Because people weren't knocking each other out because of how long you can't fight afterwards. And there's kind of a professional courtesy where although you're trying to hurt each other, you don't necessarily want to put that person out of action for good because they've got bills to pay. Um, So even in these kind of circles, there's a little bit of courtesy. And yet we're there shooting toy guns at each other and you've got these idiots that just want to cause pain. And that's all it's about. Overkill, shooting dead players is simply about, about hurting people. It's about nothing more. Well, not only that, I got paid for what I don't. Airsoft is a pain to pay the game. They don't want to be shot just for the sake of being fucking no. shot. Sorry for swore again, but I won't do it again. Is 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 a little bit different. I mean, I understand like there's there's you you always get the odd sick fuck sick bugger <coughs> that goes out that goes out there and he's like, Oh god, you know what, he's got his hand up. I haven't shot a single person so far. I'm gonna take him out. Zip 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 and like you said earlier like, yeah, I understand. I've got a high, high pain threshold. Right? I understand that I, I'm a professional athlete, but I was a professional athlete. I got hit a lot for a living. And it still hurt. So imagine what the average person is feeling, especially if they're, like you said, that when you went to an under-18s game, kids don't want to get shot. I, mean, I understand the fears there, it's the adrenaline mushroom. If they get hit, they, most kids I've seen get hit, they don't cheat, they put their hands up pretty quick. So you don't need to mag them them just because... You know, you feel like it. I didn't like people that pulled it. So when you, or you've had it yourself, you come around a corner and someone goes, bum, 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 and fires about six rounds and you know, the first round, I put my hands up. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're honest, the sport's brilliant. It's just the, you get the odd prick that ruins and, everyone. And the key thing is the odd, it's the odd person, isn't it? It's not everyone. And I think, you know, the real discussion is, is preemptive fire as you walk around a corner. Is it blind fire? Um, because although you're aiming your weapon and you're walking around pulling the trigger, not actually paying attention to what you're shooting at, and you could walk around and, and lamp someone in the side of the head at point blank range. And this, this is how you, it gets physical. Um, you know, 
things happen. I um, at Spartan Airsoft while I was marshalling, someone accidentally shot me in the arse at near point blank range. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, that hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, I it was um, but it was an accident, and it was an accident. And the guy was really apologetic. Didn't offer to kiss it better or anything, but he was really apolog- really really apologetic. But there's not, you know, it was an accident. If it had done it on purpose, he would have been off. Sorry, he, he would have been going. It's as simple as that. Like, you say when he could sort of explain this, it'd be like, um, he, he, he was brand new. No, he was a brand new player waiting for a game to start. Um, it was his first ever game of airsoft. He had a rental gun. Um, and he his hand hit knocked the trigger. Um, was he scared? That's why he came in the corner. No, the, the game hadn't started. They were oh, waiting to oh, start. Oh, was that um, he was grabbing his he was grabbing his rifle. It was a total accident. It wasn't again. It wasn't a. If you're a marshal, you've got to expect to be shot. It happens. Um, there's no point getting upset about it. It's going to happen. In fact, I genuinely believe if you're if as long as they're not aiming at you, seeing shooting marshals. If you're a marshal and you get shot, you're probably stood in the wrong place. Um, and you can't get too upset about it. You know, if it's done on purpose, I do. If someone's aiming, knows I'm a marshal and they're aiming at me, it's a dick move. I'm not in the game. They're not achieving anything by doing that. Mm. Um, you know, and some people disagree with me, but they're wrong at the end of the day because that's the rules of the site. Um, you know, you, you shoot live players. You shoot people that are in-game. You don't shoot people that aren't in-game. Well, that just um, makes you safe. But also, the people that aren't in-game include photographers... It includes um, dead players because once you're dead, you're out, you're not in the game. We also have the rule: dead players don't talk because that player is not a part of the game anymore. They cease to be involved in in the scenario, and they should they should be left alone. Um, when you're in the game, you you know about adrenaline. Your adrenaline is running, so it doesn't hurt as much. When you're not in the game, your adrenaline is not running the same, and it hurts a lot more. I agree with that. I remember I almost got in a fight once at your site <laughs> with Team Alpha. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, they shot me and they were around the corner and I put my hand up and I thought, oh, I'm not going to say it and <laughs> give the position away. As I walked past, I oh, that's it, you fucking prick. Don't put your hand up. I was like, what the fuck? I was savage. I wanted to rip faces off. But, but you did. I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Big difference between hitting someone and not hitting someone. One's GBH of intent, one is just swearing at someone's section five. A massive difference. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is it? One, one's a, a warning from the police, the other's prison. Well, one's 10 years, potentially life. Do you know what? GBH of intent actually carries a, the maximum sentence of life. Do you know that? Yeah. I yeah. did not do that until the other day for reasons I can't disclose on camera. But I'm, <laughs> not because of me, but it's a friend. But um, GBH of intent can come up to you can't count, yeah, yeah. But it comes up, believe it or not, you can actually get life for GBH of intent, which I can understand why. I mean, if I went up to someone with a baseball bat and smashed around the face, I could also be attended murder. So yeah. I, I've not done that, and I never would do that. But I just get out of the way before people start fucking editing parts of the video and trying to make it like a gun or anything like that. So I have to go a little bit careful what I say. Well, that was death. <laughs> Thank you for that right. disclaimer, mate. <laughs> what should you right, so anyway, I, another question to you. So Mike, what should we do with people that go in there and mag dump at every opportunity they get? Um, I mean there's two schools of thought on thought on this one. There's what a lot of players say, but mag dump them. No, you don't do that because they're gonna keep doing it. They're not actually gonna really learn anything. If a if a site says no mag dumping and someone's mag dumping, they go through Site, most sites have some form of disciplinary. So um, it's normally a three strikes and you're out. 
and that needs to be for I personally I don't believe in three strikes, especially for cheating. I just I don't just don't believe in it. Because if you yeah. if you're a cheat, you're gonna cheat the maximum amount of times you can get away with. Um if you catch on it's blatant. Now absolutely there's a difference between um if you can if you believe someone probably didn't notice they were getting hit, which does happen, it can glance off tack gear or what have you. But if you know if you can see someone flinching and they know that BB hit them, they're gonna cheat a second time. They're going to cheat a third time. They're going to cheat a fourth time and a fifth time. So the only way to deal with these people is to remove them from sight. Not necessarily permanently. It could be, right, okay, you're not coming back for a month. Go away. You know, uh, because actually if sight started doing this, these people would either have to find a new hobby or adjust their behaviour. It's the only way to deal with them. Uh, I've said, mag dumping them back, all you do is inflame the situation. Because if a player does it, you inflame the situation. They're going to mag. They're going to load another mag, and they're going to fire back at you. And then you're going to end up in the car park, um, you know, having you know a certain like, ring assault. One, two men and a one man leave sort of situation. The site needs to deal with it. It needs to be dealt with by the marshals. You need strong marshals who say enough is enough. Pack your kit and get off. And that goes for any form of cheating. That goes for any, uh, really, any major infringement of the rules. Um, Blind firing is the same. Uh, the difference with blind firing, again, you, you have to look at the, the the player. If it's a total new player, screaming and shouting them for blind fire is the wrong thing to do. Because they probably don't know the blind you know, They're caught up in the moment. They're new. It's exciting. Their adrenaline's running. They're not really thinking. Um, and a lot of us done it when we were new. And someone pulled us aside and went, actually, you shouldn't do that. You need to be looking on your site to stop it. Um, you know, if it's an experienced player, there's no excuses because they've been playing long enough to, um, to for the actual real excitement of that first game not to be there. Um, and I'm, obviously I'm speaking more from a CQB background where blind fire is more of an issue because it's a hell of a lot more cover and you're a lot closer to each other. Um, I, I do believe also people don't, as we established in the last episode, people don't pay to be screened at. They, you know, I, I'm not against shouting at someone if they're Sometimes it's the only way to get through to someone. If, it, if they've taken a face mask off, as I said last week, you don't say, excuse me, sir, would you earthly mind putting, re, you know, reapplying your eye protection correctly? You show, or knob chops, put your eye pro on. Um, because I'll listen and they'll respond better. And then you can go up to them after and have a proper conversation. But, yeah, I mean, as to how to deal with it, the, the only way, long term, sites have got, you know, got to make their own rulings. But in my opinion, the only way to deal with it is to remove them from sight. You can warn them once. I wouldn't go past one warning, ever. I think blind firing is pretty much inexcusable if it's done deliberately. If it's it's done, so yeah. dangerous, it's fucking it's uh, idiotic. And you're right, but it's establishing an experienced marshal can tell if it's done deliberately when you talk to the player. So if it's someone with a rental gun who's brand new, it's probably just the, it's the excitement they've forgotten. It's a, you know, a first game, I think you need to give a little bit of leeway and guidance rather than bollockings. You need to pull that person again, because if you if it is genuine and that's your first game, you're not coming back if someone's been screaming in your face. And at the end of the day, airsoft sites of businesses, we we see people comment about that on Facebook, like it's uh, they've just worked out. They are businesses, but the only way airsoft sites are going to continue to go is if they've got paying customers going and making them worthwhile. The only way airsoft is going to grow when we're going to have more sites and sites are going to get better investors if we have more people playing. Because eventually, we're going to get too old. I'm 40 next year. 
So there's going to be a point, I know, I'm going to be too old to do this. <laughs> I feel it now. I am like Murtaugh from um, Lethal Weapon. I am too old for this shit. Which one's Murtaugh? The, the Danny Glover. Oh, mate. The one who does the... Yeah, that's the one. You fucking hero. Mm. Um, you know, so essentially, the, if we don't take on new people... The airsoft community will die out through natural wastage, people getting too old. So we need new people coming in. Now, we have people, we can have people scream snowflake all they like. It doesn't matter. Um, if we're going to scream snowflake at everyone who doesn't want to be shot, who doesn't want to be overkilled, we're just not going to grow. We're not going to go anywhere. The events we go to are not going to get bigger. They're not going to be better. The sites we've got aren't, are just not going to want to have the investment to go in with you know, things are going to start dwindling. So we really need to look at how we treat new players. But with that, and I, I know I am going to go there. I wasn't going to. I, I'm 100% going to go there. It doesn't mean we have to mollycoddle and pander to people because you can create monsters by going too far, which the SF community has done and they've started to realise it. So um, someone released a video recently and I've agreed with about 99% of it, right? how we need to look after new airsofters, but I don't believe yes is always the answer. I just do not believe it. Yes is not always the right answer. Sometimes you have to say no. Sometimes if someone says, is my gun any good? Sometimes you've got to find a diplomatic way of saying, no, it's not. It will do you for a little bit, but you might want to look at getting something a little bit more up to the task. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, with new, you know, with new players, the the, the guy that got bullied because he bought a load of what looked like market store two tone stuff, and he got bullied, and then there was a, a crowdfunder to raise a child to buy running to buy guns for a child that hadn't had a game of airsoft yet, and then the people are shocked when he's taking he's started a YouTube channel and he's filmed himself on the roof of his house and peering down the barrel of guns, and they're, they're shocked by this, but this is someone who hasn't been to games yet hasn't had the, the guiding hand a lot of us had when we started. Uh, it's just been given quite a lot of stuff. And it was one of these things where it was done for the best of intentions. But actually what they'd have been probably better off doing was buying a fucking second-hand two-tone off someone. You know, cheap just to, so he's got something maybe a little bit better and apologising for people being dicks to him. Um, but it's one of those things we went from one extreme to the other. And I know it's going to, I think, I don't think it is that off topics. It's about how we treat people coming into, into Airsoft, um, which I think segues us into, into one of my pet peeves of headshots. And it's such a toxic subject that, you know, we're probably going to get hate for discussing it, but I'm not against headshots. I, I think headshots are fine as long as, that's all you can see. If you can see the whole of someone's body, why are you aiming at the bit that hurts the most? Unless you, all you want to do is cause pain. But that's not to say I think headshots should be banned. I think headshots should always be a last resort thing. Um, because you can't stop people getting shot on the head for the best will in the world. Uh, yes, just, yeah. For the best will in the world, you cannot stop airsofters you cannot stop airsofters from being shot in the head um it's just not practical uh what do you do you know because you're gonna have stray bbs 
believe it or not, air shotguns are not as accurate as the real thing. Uh, you get a little bit of wind and the BB flies off in a random direction, clocks on in the head, you're not then going to scream a shout at that person. But when you've got people who that's all they do, all they want to do is headshots, and they don't care whether it's point-blank range from, from quite a distance, that is just about hurting people. That is not about playing the game anymore. That is not about achieving any, any objectives other than causing pain, and that's what I have an issue with. Um, again, it's kind of seeking me. It's because I'm predominantly in a CQB environment where you're closer and it hurts more. It kills, actually. I walked around the corner once and there was a really young kid, and um, he was actually on my team. I'd just been hit. So I walked through the doorway, it was at Bristol top, top floor, going back towards the stairs. I came in the corner and he shot me just under the eye. See, the words I shouted out are not going to, but I've already fucking swore a thousand times. But I was like, fucking gun, like that, you know, it, it, it actually really hurts. But I actually agree with what Mike said. If someone's coming towards you, why not aim centre mass? It's not, it's actually harder to aim for the head than it is the body. So why not just aim for the body? And not only that, if most people wear like, they really wear the vests. So I, I can honestly see my ladies right there for me. Look. So, you know, what I don't understand, if you can see the body, just aim for it. They can feel it. Then there's none of this, oh, they can't feel it through it. Yes, you can. You can hear it. You can feel it. You feel the vibration and you can hear it. I understand if you're 60 yards away, but in CQB, so say I was, I was playing against Mike now, right? He comes down the corner. It is harder for me to aim for Mike's head than it is his chest. Why not just aim for the chest? He doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get upset. And by the way, when you get shot in the face, you get upset. I don't care who you are. It hurts. You get hit in the face. It hurts. It makes you think, do you know what? I'm going to shoot him in effect. And you end up all getting in this. Like you said earlier, you said about the mag dump him. Yeah. You're right. If someone mag dumped me, I want to mag dump them back. But that's the wrong thing to do. Tell them to fuck off. Or to say, do it again, you're gone. That's it. Same as what you said about the cheating as well. I actually agree with Mike on the cheating aspect. If you cheat once and you say, well, you got one last chance, you'll take that last chance and then go, oh, one more, one more. And hopefully that you'll bow down. And then you all of a sudden you've had two goes at cheating. No. Fuck off. Don't ruin the game for everyone else. We've all paid money to play this game. Don't ruin it for us. And I think that's the key thing. We, we know you... The, the headshot thing is massively controversial because there's, there's a lot of people who think you're a snowflake if you don't want to be shot on the head. Now, again, I do think of it in the extremes. I'm not... You know, I, I'm, I don't do many games where I'm going to get shot from a sniper from 60 metres away. Where yes, it's going to hurt less. I am. So I've been shot point blank range in the temple, um, and I've had to go and sit down. I've had to go and sit out. My eyes have been watering. I've had a headache, and I felt physically sick. That that's how intense the pain can be from some headshots if uh, someone gets you, um, especially with some of the kit now, and with the fact that um, I can remember when you had the first real trigger board MOSFETs come out. And my God, they were a nightmare because you suddenly had um, most CQB sites have a no full auto rule for if you've ever been full auto at close range, you will understand why there are rules in place. It's like getting hit by a whip mm. because it's just you get hit. It feels like you get hit once, but you're like so like if you look at my leg, you get hit once, but the pain goes all the way up to there. Because what's the rule at Bristol? What was your rule at Bristol Airsoft Bank? With how many? Shots per second was it? I don't think we had one. It was a case of the wow. marshals would make a ju- no, the marshals would make a judgment. 
So like 24 shots a second. Something like that. I mean, the, the key thing is you didn't need 24 shots to hurt to take someone out. You need one or two. Um, but I mean, but all of a sudden with the trigger ball MOSFET, um, it was a mechanical trigger rather than sorry, an electronic trigger rather than a mechanical trigger, and you suddenly had AEGs capable of firing quicker in single shot than if you put it on auto. And with H, some of the HPA kits now, you can tune them up. To, to be just to be worse, you can actually have them. It looks like a piece of string coming at the end. Jeez. And I don't know why people need that. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. I mean, I get in CQB having the ability, the, the quicker reset rate, meaning you can get that second shot off quicker. Having a, a feather trigger, so you're firing seconds before someone else can be an advantage if you if you care about that. But when you get someone drop a finger, so they're not using a trigger finger, they're using one blow so they can tickle the trigger and get a higher rate of fire than they would if they're on auto. To me, that is firing on auto. Do you reckon it's dick measuring? Yeah. Do you reckon people are doing that and say, look, look, I've seen someone on it's on YouTube, I can't remember who it was, it's a famous YouTuber, and um, they go, oh, hey, hey man, you're not allowed you're not allowed for auto, you're not allowed for auto, because it wasn't, it wasn't. He turns his gun, well, sorry, his airsoft gun to the side and he fires. And it was literally, like you said, silly shit. Went, you, like, you didn't even hear the individual. Do, 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 you just, and you just saw the silly string of guns come, of, of BBs come out. If that hit someone, let's say it was a kid, imagine if that was in your face and they held it for a half second and that's 20 BBs. Hmm. That's going to do actual. And, and by the way, BBs, I've seen, there's a guy at your place in Bristol. He actually had scars on his tattoos all up his arm because BBs, it, it, I, I understand it, it's a little plastic ball, but it's firing at 350 feet per second, up to 500 if it's a sniper rifle, marksman rifle, or 400 if it's a, desert, a designated marksman, DNR. Yeah. Right? Mate, they hurt. It's not like, I don't want to damage my tattoos. So and especially when you put heavyweight BBs in and, in, and actually increase the kinetic energy um it, that hurts and yes it hits you slower but it's a heavier object hitting you um you know and, and i could throw a tennis ball at you and it's going to hurt a bit but if i drive my car at you at a bit of a slower speed it's probably going to hurt yeah, you a bit more you're hitting me at 20 miles an hour in your car is going to be worse than 50 miles an hour for baseball as well yeah uh, uh, tennis, ball. tennis ball baseball would be pretty dingy <laughs> <laughs> The car. Well, the car. I actually think that's an experiment for a future podcast. Rob looks like the man that needs to be hit by a 50 mile an hour baseball and then a 30 mile an hour car. That's Different Rob. directions though. Rob's, Rob's looking, he's like, that's, I can take that. That's because after the amount you've been beating around the ring, you've got a face that looks like you already oh, have been. My brother, look at him. I obviously man. meant beating around the ring. Uh, talking about he your meant, fighting career. He meant beaten off. That's what he meant. All the hand jobs I've had off men. <laughs> in the ring. Anything to do with ring. You say cage. They've, they've even mentioned ring at the moment. It's not the kind of guy I am. <laughs> Nothing mm. wrong with that. You said we're not going to go. Anyway, back to more back to airsoft. Back to airsoft. Look what Mike got me today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the uh, Agency for... Arms EXA. Uh, it's Block 17 with the licensed Agency Arms. Uh, slide and a licensed timber wolf lower currently on offer at £155 from us. Let us know if you want one, they are really good. Um, 
that's probably not the cleverest thing. Um, yeah, really nice. If you've got any more information, drop us a line and we can certainly get that to you. But I mean, uh, I mean, there's loads of unsportsmanlike behaviour, kind of the power players, the people that, that will walk around going, I've hit everyone, I've hit everyone. You didn't, did you? You're not a sniper. You're not actually a marksman. You're not in SEAL Team 6. You probably missed a few shots and you're I, not firing. I've actually trained with SEAL Team 7. For real. That's not a lie. I'm actually, honestly, Rob, I promise you, when I was in Arizona, SEAL Team 7... Got me going. I, not the whole of SEAL Team 7, but I was at the MMA lab in Arizona. SEAL Team 7. Some of them took... Turn that and they took us out doing a dry paintballing, which is basically airsoft, much bigger, much harder, much nastier balls. <laughs> balls. And then, dry. And dry balls. This <laughs> is fast. Wow. Just say paintballing. So we went paintballing with dry paintballing with dry balls. And they showed us some like rudimentary drills and that. And then we played against them afterwards. Needless to say, it's true. If you practice to do something, you become good at it. We got fucked up. Fucked up. Not so good, man. Not so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. thank you for the confidence there, Michael. Yeah. yeah. But the, You're the, not fucked up. So the power play, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's people almost bullying you into taking a hit that you didn't get. Trying to bully marshals into enforcing what they think's happened. And do you know what? Um, I I used to get really upset about people not you know not taking hits or right? people, to, and I now it, I just just it just let it go over my head. But I do get annoyed with the power players; they do wind me up because I I actually had someone um, when I was when I was at Bristol Airsoft. Uh, I jumped into a game because we used to randomly marshals would jump into games to help make up numbers, but also so we played the site and knew the site and knew the games and played alongside the players, and it, it worked really well. And I had a, I had a player jump around a corner, open fire on me. I'm stood there, just stood in, in a corridor, no cover. He was about a metre and a half away from me. There was no way on earth he would have missed me, but nothing hit me. It was, to me, in my mind, it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction where um, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta get shot at and there's like a ring of bullets around them. That's how it felt in my mind. And he started screaming and shouting, not even the fucking marshals here take their hits. You're all a bunch of fucking cheats. And then I was like, mate, look at your gun. He, we're 10 minutes into the game. He didn't have the mag on. But he <laughs> was going amazing. around shouting at people. And because he was shouting at people and there was children playing... They were calling their hits because they were shout he was shouting so much. So like, he must have hit me. But he didn't he couldn't off. He didn't have a mag on his gun. <laughs> and he actually got really embarrassed and kind of played another game and then made his, his excuses and left. I would have left on the spot. Mm. I could I I couldn't have ever played in Bristol ever. He didn't again need to he, I mean the thing is he didn't need to be punished because I said I believe in a thing called natural justice and he looked like such an arsehole. Um that was the natural justice. But you know, everyone was laughing at him. And I think he left because the next game um, there was like a little where a thirteen-year-old kid stopped the brief to look at me and go, "Have you got your mag on?" And uh, I think that was probably a bit that done it, being burned by a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> I tell you what, I got one for you, mate. Yeah, so there was one time when I was at um, Bristol Airsoft, and we were both both teams start downstairs. We both got we both each got an equally large-sized or medium-sized, small-sized set of stairs to climb up. Now 
I was a professional athlete at the time. I was pretty quick. I'm not saying I was fucking limp for Christie, but I was pretty nippy. I ran up my side of the stairs. As I got to my stairs, someone had already ran up their stairs, 30 metres across the room, and shot me in the chest. And I thought to myself, well, I heard the radio call, because at Bristol was actually really well, not kissing his ass. Mike done a pretty good job. I hate fucking doing that. Fuck Mike. But he did a pretty good job, and he was pretty fair. But so I know for a fact that the radio was called through. Was it, he said, game on, game on. Is that game right? on, yeah. Game on, game on, game, game on. on. I got up there, and I was shot before he got to the stairs. Now, I'm telling you now, fucking Usain Bolt couldn't have got to the stairs as quick as this fucker did. And he really fucking... Boom, boom. I was like, how the fuck did you get here so quick? It's just impossible. Yeah, further to go than I did to get in the middle of the fucking game. Because it wasn't actually technically in the middle. But, yeah, further to go. So I knew straight away there was some out. And people like that really, really had me off. That is vermin. They're trying to get every... I understand it. Like Mike said, it is a competitive sport. It's not. It's not a competitive... It's not a sport. Um, people make... Sport? No. Oh, I, I, well, you say yeah. it's not competitive, but I fucking argue with that. I'm no, so people, <laughs> no, people make it competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, not like it is, yeah. That's what I meant, that's what I meant. Mm. You, that's what I meant, sorry. It is, I, I'm very competitive at SR. I hated losing, but I didn't cheat. And when I got accused of cheating, I went to Woolmister SR once, and it was this massive, lanky guy with grey hair, he's a prick. He accused me of cheating once, right? He was shooting, he was missing me by 10 yards, and he was like, he blinds a fucking bat, like, he's kicking to see if he can get near me or not. Missing by miles. I actually had a, is it, what's that, VSR, Tokyo Murray VSR 10. Which is a G-spec, uh, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, G-spec, I had it sent off, I had it all shooting that bullshit. I shot him, the only thing I could see was his face. I missed five fucking times, ended up shooting him in the face. He throws a hissy fit, turns out he's a regular player, and the marshals got quite shitty at me, so I unpolitely told the marshal where to go for accusing me of cheating. We, he didn't even listen to what I had to say. He just come at me, he's like, yeah, you were cheating. I said, look, listen here, country. Listen here, mate. You don't, don't accuse me of cheating. You've got no proof. He was missing by miles and I hit him. That's it. There was no arguing about it. I can't stand cheat. Cheats ruin it. If there was no cheating airsoft, it'd be one of the best games ever. Well, it is one of the best games ever. There's, there's, well, my back, yeah, it's one of the best games ever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like Call of Duty. Duty. No, like, it's like Call of Duty, but more real. It's like Call of Duty, but you actually get to shoot players and you're not pointing the joystick. You actually do an exercise. You're jumping around doing exercise. like, And, and it's fun. Like, what, what more can you ask for? Fun exercise? My exercise was fun to start off with, then it became about money. It wasn't so fun after that when you realise that the guys were also trained to punch you back in the face. When you're doing airsoft, there's no is there pro airsoft players? Uh, there's there's spon- a couple of sponsored players, but not really pro airsoft players. Not 100 percent pro. Uh, in the UK, in the UK, it's totally different. Um, we don't. Uh, I mean, you could argue people like Kelly Hardwick. Um, I, I, the woman is quite sexy. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's, she's very much. She's my mate, Lee Runner. What about Novrich? Um, I, I'm, I'm talking in terms of the UK community. Um, there, there is and there isn't. There's, there's, there's YouTubers, but it's whether they consider themselves professional airsofters. Because I know Kelly doesn't just cover airsoft. She, she does lots of other stuff as well. Uh, around, I'm pretty sure she, she. I know she was at one point writing for a PMC magazine and things like this. Um, so it's whether they. Sorry. Probably got a mutual contractor. 
Second. Private military contractor. She was doing kit reviews and stuff like that. Oh, was she? Um, I mean, to be honest, she's also done a hell of a lot uh, in terms of women in airsoft. Uh, there wasn't really anyone talking about a kit kit for women because they've got different equipment than us, haven't they? So, tack vests and stuff, clothing. It's funny you say that. I watched a video this morning on... Bet you um, did. Fuck's sake, you just can't let me get fucked. You pervert, Brad, you pervert. Yeah, come at you with the clothes. No, I watched, I watched a video this morning and it was about how the military uniform in America is sexist. Because it doesn't actually um, fit the women correctly. They've had to change the trousers, change the, uh, like you said, attack vests and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. so are you saying that is actually, it's true. They don't have kit that fits them correctly. I mean, the women's themselves. bodies are different. And yeah. I mean, this is where, I mean, she gets knocked a lot. But I think a lot of it is, is really unfair because she has done a lot for women in airsoft. Uh, but that, that's kind of a side. And I actually really, with some events recently, I really want to revisit that and I put in a in another podcast and try and get kind of you know a a, a woman in airsoft on because some of the treatment of women in airsoft is quite frankly just, just disgusting. And, and, I, and I think it needs to be one from Bristol, like you said. You yeah, we introduced me to her there, South African guy's girlfriend. Yeah, well, we can have a chat about it off off, off this. Um, but, you know, there, there was um, a, a young lady done a screenshot of some of the messages she gets off players. And quite frankly, um, some people need to give her head a wobble quite quickly because, again, it's not encouraging. But going back to kind of people cheating, kind of, so, uh, one thing that really winds me up is people going out of bounds to get an, an advantage. It's really difficult to do when you're playing CQB because you, you've got walls. And, it's you, you know, like um, at the... At the the college in Chippenham. If you want to go out of bounds, you're you're out on the street, and the police are probably going to have a word with you. But I, I know I've been to sites, outdoor sites, where someone comes in from an out of bounds area. You're like, what are you doing, mate? The fuck are you? Doing? And the, you know, there's accusations about relatively famous airsofters doing the same, and it's just Novrich. That was one he got done to that. Um, it was someone else as well that we were talking about earlier. Um, he's quite famously done it. So you know, oh, I know you're it, on about. yeah, it. Um, it's not good, and they, these are all little things that just want, and people that do this knowingly. I mean, it's quite easy in some sites because I've been to sites where the outer bounds is marked by tape on every fifth tree, and it's really easy to to be at tree number three and walk past it because um, you're not necessarily looking for tape on a tree. But when you get regulars, you know what they're doing. That's where it starts taking a piss, really taking a piss. I mean, I, I, I was at a site and I accidentally went out of bounds. Scott Marshall said, you're out of bounds. I apologised, called myself dead, went and respawned and come back in because I think that's the, the correct thing to do. That's actually quite manly. You called and yourself dead. It, I, I would have just walked back on site. But it was also genuine. And, we, you know, we come into sportsmanlike behaviour. Uh, we The game is about honesty and honour. There are, the only way people know if you've been hit is if you are honest enough to call it, in theory, Obviously, people can still say it. No, we talk, so we say it's a game of honesty and honour, and that, yeah, we have people that do not act honourably and do not act honestly. And sometimes honour is chivalry. And sometimes with chivalry, it's not about causing excess pain and suffering to someone just for your enjoyment, which is what essentially we've been talking about. And that's essentially the issue we've been discussing, is people causing excess pain and misery to another human being to put a smile on their face. And that's kind of sick, by the way. It's kind of sick. It's a form of bullying. 
We're, and I'm probably going to get hate for this. I really don't care. I don't understand why you get hate for it. Because there are a lot of people that think headshots wow. are part of the game. Honestly, go, go onto one of the Facebook, SR Facebook groups, and put, I think headshots are bad, and just see how quickly well, you well, get abuse. They're inevitable. They're going to happen. Like, yeah. I've never, I'm not going to say his name, because we said we crap to say his name earlier. I watched a whole video of this fucking backwards cunt fucking shooting people in the face deliberately. Why? If you'd done that to me and I saw the video of myself afterwards, I would also give my own headshot of a left hook and then I hit in the body again and I'd smash up his guns. You don't have to be a dick all the time. But then to call someone who's one of the kid people you shot, you look a bit of a flange. So he shot this guy in the face and then he's got the audacity. Oh, what a snowflake. He just shot him in the face with a 500 FPS fucking airsoft yeah. gun. If you come up to me in the street and do that, I'd be doing 10 fucking 10 to 25 years in prison for manslaughter. Well, well not manslaughter, but no. Rob, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, to be honest, because you... You haven't spoke once yet, cough up. Um, <laughs> what about headshots? In, and just in general, what we've been um, discussing. Well, know. personally, it was just like the, the vast majority, well, the, the, the games that I have played have been mainly on open fields and outdoor sites. And I think headshots in that are a lot more prevalent and just part of the game. That's why people, when, you know, there's like the majority of people, if they go to like a mid-sized outdoor area, you know, you're, you're usually going to wear a helmet most people would or a oh, cap yeah. or something I, just to kind of protect the top of your head <laughs> just because it's so like yeah I, I, I just use my my natural protection which are my eyelids yeah blink and stop the shot <laughs> and can we have like, a, a thing come up on the screen there saying this is this is satire while we're saying that it'll have to be yeah I'll have to for the idiots for the idiots I don't really walk around my hand in front of my face like that, okay? Do you know what? I've seen someone use a sheet of paper. Do you know what? Until I started YouTube myself, I didn't realise how many fucking idiots were out there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a disclaimer up saying, look, we're taking the piss, and if you're American, we're taking the biscuit. We didn't actually walk around with our bare eyes open. And if you don't realise as idiots, be a doorman, you become a cunt magnet. Cunt magnet? Fucking hell. Or sexy doorman who was not that kind. Oh, I thought you were about like a doorman that, yeah. No, I'm talking about what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what you did. I thought you were about some mins you got. No, no, no. You're talking about the dregs of society that want to be your best friend. Butt sniffers. But yeah, I mean, Rob, you're right. I mean, headshots are a part of the game, and I'm not. I don't want to ban. I think it's impractical to ban them. Because mm. they will it'd, it'd be impossible. It's about aiming at the head when you don't need to. Yeah. That's what it's about. And do you know what? I mean, if, if I'm shooting someone in a plate carrier and they're not taking it, I'm going to go for fleshy parts and then the head. You know, because you, you can always go, right, oh, perhaps they don't notice it. And I know Brad's actually quite right, you, you do. But if you give them benefit of the doubt and say, perhaps they, could, perhaps they don't know, then you shoot them in the leg. Because yeah. you can feel it in the leg. Trust me, it's nice and fleshy, you feel it. They don't take that head, they're not in for the head, but it's a last resort because someone's not taken that hit. Yeah. Um, but it certainly shouldn't be a first resort. It shouldn't be, there's someone, I'm going to shoot them in the face. 
especially when they they got a scope, they're sniping, they hit out the way. Like I'm not gonna say his name. There was one video. The guy's there. He's on guard. He's just look around. Way with the fairies, fucking catching fucking weather. Would you catch again? When you're asleep, you're catching spiders off. Catching flies. There we go. Not spiders. Spiders catch flies. Catching flies. Looking around, can't see. There's certain guys there watching. He's in the. He's, he's hitting the bush. There's in like plant bush, not you know. And then he's there. Anyway, he deliberately aims for his head. There was no need for it. And all these people in the comments below that are wankers said, "Oh, ha ha Why play airsoft?" Well, most people have been shot in the face at 30 yards with a 500 FPS gun. Why don't you do cheat for the body? He's, the guy clearly would have took his head. Now, like Mike said, if they're cheating, I understand. If they're not taking their heads, or, well, I, I, I don't believe they can't do it at all. I've, I've had a, a, a play, and I've felt every single bit. Yeah, yeah. And you hear it. More, you're right, Mike. You hear it. However... If you are in the absolute zone of a trailer and you had like a, a what's that grenade? The, what they called the fucking grenades you got? They go off the blank fire, blank fire grenade. A blank, a blank fire grenade goes off. Bang! Oh, you're a little bit dazed. All of a sudden you get hit. Then I understand. Just aim for his chest again. You haven't got to go over the face. I've hit people in the face, hundred percent. When they look around corners with their with their um with a gun, look around that's, corners. That's all you can see, and that's, that's what all I can see. Now. So I aim for the face. That's that's tough shit. I mean, did you accept gun hits in Bristol, or was that a deflection? Because um, you warned us that gun hit didn't count. We, the rule changed a few times. So when I started there, weapon hits didn't count. Then we had a real problem of people just... we, But you had to shout weapon. Um, so people knew... Because, you know, you get a lot of people dressed in, doing CQB dressed in black. <laughs> Their weapon's black. If the weapon's in front of them... From a distance, you can't see it's a weapon. You think you shoot them in the chest, so they shouted weapon. Then we had a problem with a group of people just shouting weapon when any BB hit them. <laughs> so we trialled including weapon hits. Um, and actually, it was quite popular. Most players didn't mind. Um, they got it. Um, and it kind of changed the way they played a little bit. Because I've played games where if your primary weapon gets hit, you've got to sling it and draw a pistol. That's a clever idea. Um, that's that's more a Milsim thing, but I have done that. I don't think it's it's practical at a skirmish, but it definitely works at Milsim. People that really want to get into it and play hardcore. Um, I mean, as for whether weapon hits count, that really is a it's a site decision. I don't think there's necessarily a right and wrong. It's what works for the site. What do you think should be done? Personally, I don't think weapon hits weapon hits shouldn't count. However, sometimes you impose rules not based on what you personally feel, but the, for the same reason most health and safety rules are there, because someone's been a dick. Um, and if you've got a real problem with people saying it's a weapon hit to cheat, then you go, OK, we'll remove the weapon it's not being a kill rule, and we'll make it kill you. Um, and that that's the way you deal with them. You kind of take away their um, little bit of their little their little cheat. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. Personally, I think weapon hit shouldn't count. But I mean, one of the great things is with the fact that lots of sites do it very differently. Is if you play at a site and you don't like that rule, you go to a site where you do like the rule because the people that like it will, you know, people will go. This is what I said last week. Kind of finding a, a your local site is like finding a decent local pub. You will go to a load and you won't like it because. You'll have a perfectly good day, but there was little niggly things that you didn't like. 
but other people do and they're perfectly they're right that they like it you're right that you don't everyone's right because it's opinion but then you'll go to a site where you just really enjoy it and you really feel you feel at home and it's like finding your local pub um but i, I went through that in depth last week on my, my views on that Mm. Uh, but the rules come into that as well uh, as to how rules are implemented what rules there are because I mean this is one of the things about why airsoft isn't a sport there is no governing body there is no kind of one set of rules uh, every site has a different safety brief every site has a slightly broadly speaking there are the same rules but every site has kind of there, there are some minor differences and that's kind of one of the reasons we're not a sport I got a rule for you Mike do you remember at Bristol Airsoft, there was, I can't, you have to educate my camera to the game. There was one game where you get shot, you get tagged, you back in. Yeah. Um, you know what yeah. I'm going to say, right? Because when you, you could be, could be me against 10 players, tag, shoot, got one, tag, shoot, got one. And every time I get hit, I just get tagged again. I reckon what they should do is you have to drag that player at least five meters away or two meters away before he comes back in. Um, yeah, but I mean, also we, that could kill the game because you've got yeah. ten guys down at the bottom of the hallway. But the, so this is what so I mean, the whole the whole idea like, the whole idea of those games is it's normally a warm up game. It's normally to get people moving, mm. to get people shooting, to get people who have played playing for the first time to get them to take a few uh, Yeah, hits. exactly what you just said there. Um, first so actually, I, I totally get what you're saying, and that's if you're looking at it competitively. Which really that a game like that, the first game of the day is normally a site skirmish. Is normally I just go out there and shoot each other. And that's done for a reason. It's done to warm everyone up, to get new players out of climate to the site. New, you know, people in airsoft for years but haven't been to that site. They get an opportunity to wander around. Um, so you want it nice and simple, and just write tag, tag someone in, give them a team name, and you form a team. Because we've had done other versions of it as well, where you get shot and you have to go to a central point where you see a marshal, and you know, you you get taped up onto the, that team or whatever. So there there are different that's ways of running it, but predominantly. It is purely about getting people shooting, getting shot, and getting acclimatised to the game a little bit, and getting acclimatised to the site. And it get, actually also gives that, generally speaking, um, when you're marshalling an event, first game or two, you get a feel for the day. Uh, I never used to play the first couple of games, which you might have noticed if you ever saw me jumping hey, for a game. Yeah, it was, it was always late, yeah, because you want to see how it's going before you start playing to see whether it's safe for you to play or whether you need all your marshals marshalling. You get some days where you don't really need marshals. The game's going to run themselves. The players run themselves. You really need to be there to brief and that's really be a, kind of be a presence, but it's kind of like touch marshalling. You get other days, you, you've just got to be in there like swimwear. You've got to be on it all the time. And you, but you tend to get a feel for that, that in these sort of games. You start seeing, right, okay, have you, if you are, are people being a pain in the arse? Are they cheating now? And you, you know you can you can deal with the problems. You can also start to look at how people play to help you balance the teams. Remember when you got accused of cheating, Michael? I've been. No, no, it was when they made you um, back with crony your gun again. Remember that? Someone the in Bristol, wasn't it? Was that the no, George Twenty Eight story? Bristol. Oh, in Bristol. Someone in Bristol said, "Oh, your guns are powered. You had to go crony your gun. It was clearly under." Uh, you were fucking savage. <laughs> it was a, it was a T it was a brand new out the box TMAG. Yes, you know to hit three hundred. Yeah, you got what gun was that again? I think it was my Scorpion Mod M. I think it was. Oh, that's sick. And I remember you let me have a go. What was your okay? There's an, mm. an old school M16 variant ran once. 
Was that you the Honey Badger? You let me borrow it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was an old one. I think no, it was a Honey Badger. Badger. Is it a Honey Badger? Oh, beautiful. Tan, Tan had done, wasn't it? And it shot the gun. Oh, no, 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 I know the one I made. That was, um, so, this is old school. This is really old school as fuck. Oh, yeah, it was. I yeah. had one of the first classic army M15A4 CQBs in the UK. Um, and it was, Christ. If I still had it now, it would be about 18 years old. And this was, what, probably eight years ago. So this thing would have been 10 years old, and I just had it completely redone. Um, and it was an absolute oh, was, animal. Was it was an animal. I very rarely let my honey badger get. I also had a custom-made honey badger before Aries put theirs out. And that was an animal as well. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm used to honey badger. Mm, it's good. I've used, that, I've used, I pretty much used oils, actually. I've used oils. Well, yeah, there we go. I had your 417. Mm. I should have sold you that. That's now been converted. <laughs> I should have sold you that. You saw what you had there. Fucking lush, mate. It's fucking huge as well. Mm. Brilliant bit, Kit. Um, I was going to say something else as well, actually. What we talking about in terms of rules a minute ago? Before we talk about um, airsoft guns, um, it was kind of, I think it was more people taking the piss around rules, isn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, riot shielding, uh, using dead players as cover is just uh, like lower than lower than a snake's oh, belly. Oh, I'm out now, sorry. I'm going to help. I'm a, when I first played airsoft, I'd never been hit by a BB gun before. All the BB guns I've used, you know the old spring-powered ones? They're basically oh, the G10. air rifles. They're basically air rifles. So the G10, wasn't it? So you go through, you go into your more Indian body. So when I first started playing, I was scared to death. So those games Mike was on about to warm you up were actually quite handy. Because when I first played, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get a shot. What's it feel like? And once you finally get shot, that fear goes away. You're like, oh, I'm not going to die. And it's not that bad. And then the game really starts. So those warm-up games are really important. Oh. That's what allows you to play properly afterwards. We had, we had, a, we had a kid come and play one night. Um, and his parents came along and they sat waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And he got shot for the first time. And he was absolutely fine loving it until he saw his mum and then he burst into tears. Oh, and she gave him a big hug. Hmm. And then <laughs> she went to the toilet and he was fine, stopped crying, he was fine laughing and joking. She came back out, burst into tears again. How old was it? It was he was probably about fourteen. Fucking god. Um, um, this story, I will tell another story about a child getting shot. Um, Rob, please make a decision whether we leave this in, but I feel I have to tell it now. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. How long have we gone on for now? Um, the full recording is just over an hour, but after I've chopped and changed and stuff, it'll probably be about 50 minutes. Really. Um, I think we've covered most of it. Yeah. So. Shall we wrap it up there then? Well, thank you for to everyone that uh, for listening. Um, this has been a bit of a rambly one again, but you know it's, it's how we, it's how we like it. It's how we like it. Um, yeah, thank you, Brad, for coming along. Um, and obviously, to all of you out there, if you have any questions for any of us, uh, drop them in the comments below, and we'll be sure to either include them or just answer them if we can. Uh, thank you very much, and thanks for listening. Cheers.